This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, if state and local government workers don't have to pay union dues, should federal employees? Congress wants to know the full extent of why Veterans Affairs wrongly denied a third of non-VA emergency care claims. And after several disturbing incidents, the leader of Special Operations Command wants a top-to-bottom ethics review. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's edition of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A recent Supreme Court decision concerning government employees paying union dues is having a ripple effect. The Office of Personnel Management asked the Federal Labor Relations Authority how agencies can deduct union dues in light of the 2018 decision, which found local and state government workers cannot be forced to pay union dues. The National Right to Work Organization says federal employees who signed a dues declaration authorization before last year's decision can't legally pay their union. Federal employee unions have said the Supreme Court decision does not apply to federal workers. Veterans Affairs has officially agreed to use the Defense Logistics Agency's supply chain management system. The partnership allows VA to use DLA's Defense Medical Logistics Standard Support Commodity Ordering System to buy medical and surgical items, cleaning equipment, and other construction materials. The two agencies will combine resources to build a centralized ordering system for VA. A VA medical center in Illinois piloted the DLA system back in March, both agencies say the joint agreement will save veterans and military members in health care costs. A bipartisan group of congressional members want more answers from VA about its challenges to properly pay veterans non-VA emergency care claims. VA's inspector general recently highlighted the department's processing errors. The IG says VA improperly denied or rejected about a third of emergency care claims under a recent review. Lawmakers say they've worked veterans' emergency care claims denials themselves and experienced challenges firsthand. The IG says VA failed to inform some 60,000 veterans their claims had been rejected or denied. After the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention shut down the Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases at Fort Detrick, Maryland last month, one of the state's senators wants to know when the lab can reopen and why the Army didn't report it. Senator Chris Van Hollen says he learned about the closure from press reports. He sent a letter to Acting Secretary of the Army Ryan McCarthy to find out what the CDC found and if anyone was exposed to a dangerous biological agent due to the issues at the lab. The Army swore in its 40th Chief of Staff on Friday. Here's Federal News Network Scott Massioni with more details. General James McConville is now the highest-ranking person in the Army. McConville takes over as Army Chief of Staff for General Mark Milley, who's moving up to be the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. McConville joined the Army as an officer in 1981. He was one of the key architects in the plan to modernize the Army by 2028. Part of that plan included the creation of Army's Futures Command, which completely changes the way the service buys weapons. The command is just finishing up its first year in existence. I'm Scott Massioni. U.S. Special Operations Command is conducting a comprehensive review of its culture and ethics. SOCOM Commander General Richard Clark says recent incidents have called special operations ethics into question and threatened the trust placed in the command. The review will focus on how the command selects and assesses its employees, how it grows its leaders, and also how it addresses ethical failures when they happen. The review begins immediately and will conclude this fall. 
Agencies implementing artificial intelligence tools need to strike a balance between regulation and innovation going forward. That's the key takeaway from the National Institute of Standards and Technology's latest guidance on AI. NIST has also called for better standards for measuring the performance and reliability of AI tools. The report stems from an executive order President Donald Trump signed in February. GSA releases its acquisition strategy to modernize its contract writing system. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. GSA plans on using its upcoming agency-wide IT services contract to take the 35 to 45 contract writing and management systems that the Federal Acquisition Service uses today down to one centralized system. GSA told vendors that it's decided to move the Contract Acquisition Lifecycle Management, or COM, system under the yet-to-be-awarded IT services procurement vehicle known as Comet. The decision, announced during an Industry Day webinar last week, means COM will be an agile task order under the multiple award vehicle. I'm Jason Miller. The Census Bureau has identified more than half of the addresses that will participate in next year's decennial count, all before sending its seasonal workers out into neighborhoods. Using satellite imagery from the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the Bureau has already tracked down 65% of the addresses in the country. That leaves another 50 million addresses for Bureau canvassers to verify between now and mid-October. A federally appointed board hosts a forum for state and local election officials to explore election security. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Election Assistance Commission this Thursday will bring voting system vendors and test labs together with local government officials. Panel presentations will discuss the latest cybersecurity weaknesses and how to patch them. The Commission's Election Security Forum at its Silver Spring headquarters is also open to the public. Congress established the Bipartisan Commission in 2002 after voting machine problems in the 2000 presidential election. I'm Tom Temin. The State Department is partnering with 15 countries to use technology to combat wildlife trafficking. The zoo hackathons will bring together teams of university students, software developers and coders, and others to tackle wildlife conservation problems. At each local event held at zoos, wildlife organizations, technology startup facilities, and education centers in places like Cairo, Egypt, and New Delhi, India, judges will choose a winning solution. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal News. I'm Eric White.